wonderful. It does make me happy to see you smile and greet and kind of more personal connection as we I begin this talk. So, not this talk, but this meditation session. But I want to say a few things. Uh, and the, when some of us insight teachers give instructions on retreat, we wait until the fourth day to do instructions on thinking. It isn't that we're expecting that you're holding off on thinking until the fourth day, but rather that, uh, you know, you could, we could give instructions on thinking at the first days. Maybe that might be helpful, but um, it's often best to kind of try to put it aside and just let go and not get involved in the world of thinking in the beginning because mindfulness of thinking, beginning of retreat might just produce more thinking. And the hope is that by the fourth day, that turning your attention to be mindful of thinking actually has a calming effect, actually quiets the mind rather than spins us out more. <clears throat> because with mindfulness of thinking, we're not in the thinking. We're not <clears throat> engaging in more thinking. In a certain, you can imagine it's like stepping away from thinking, the activity, and turning around and looking at it from a little bit of a distance. When I was a college student, I lived in an apartment with some friends, and the apartment had a balcony with a sliding door to, uh, from the living room out to the balcony. And one day, for some reason, I was out in the balcony with the sliding door closed, looking back into the living room where on the couch, two of my roommates were having an animated conversation. I think very friendly, but animated. But I couldn't hear what they were saying. And I was just delighted in the expressivity, the expressions, the gestures, the body language that was there. And it felt like I, I, had, I, tapped, I could see something much richer and different than if I had been involved in the conversation and the words and my thoughts about it and my beliefs or whatever. There's a way of stepping away and looking back at thoughts, that thinking that we can begin seeing it in a new way, relating to it in a new way. And some of that is first to learn how we are relating to it. That we're, we're, many of us are really interested in our thoughts and you can feel that interest, a pull, sometimes a negative interest. We don't like it, but that's enough to keep our interest. We, there can be kind of a sense of glue or a, a, something that ties us to the world of thoughts that it's hard to like rubber band and you let go of your thoughts, but the rubber band just pulls you right back. There's just intense interest in thinking, fascination. One of the ways to be interested in it is to be bothered by it. One of the greatest advices I received about thinking and meditation was don't be bothered by your thoughts. And that was a mind kind of blowing instruction because I guess I was always bothered by them. You didn't have to be bothered. But I thought we're not supposed to think when we meditate. So if we're meditating, if, if we're thinking, then we're doing something wrong and I'm doing something wrong. And, and I gotta fix whatever is wrong, of course. So there's all these beliefs we have about thinking and relationships we have to them. And with mindfulness, we're attempting to do something to become simpler, very simple not to be bothered by them if possible, not to be for your thoughts, not engaged in thinking, but metaphorically stepping back. And when it's time to be mindful of thinking, to look thinking right in the eye, as if you can look at thinking and say quietly to your thoughts, I see you, 
I see what you are. And for that kind of I see you, that recognition, I want to offer you um, maybe what can only, maybe if you forbid, forgive me for saying this, would only maybe a Dharma teacher in the United States would ever dare say something like this. I'll teach you instant mindfulness so we can just get it over with. So this is instant mindfulness. And that is, you can't necessarily do learn to do it automatically, but this is the way to do it, is to recognize what is happening with a one word thought, with a mental note, but not just note it. That's, that's like 10% of what's important. 90% of what's important is that in that moment of recognition, we allow an awareness, a clear awareness of what is, what's been noted, what's being noted, that the awareness itself is free of what it was aware of. In the clear recognition, the recognition is not stuck or attached or caught in, involved in what is being recognized. There's no judgments. There's no being for or against. There's no preferences in that moment. You might have preferences, but the recognition has no preferences. It's simply recognizing this is what's happening. So let's try that for a moment, this instant mindfulness. And it's, uh, so to, just as you are, you don't have to change much, just close your eyes. And we'll go back to the hand, partly because thinking, thinking the hand is a neutral place. If there's another place that's more neutral for you in the body, you can choose that. And then identify some sensation in that part of your body. and note it, but more than note it, see how simple the recognition can be, the clarity, the simplicity. Just for a moment, it's just the recognition, nothing else. Maybe wait a couple of seconds after you've done it and find something else that's simple and see if you can do that one that instant recognition, instant mindfulness, just, just know it. It's as if in that simplicity of the instant knowing, there's no past and future. It's just this. Very quickly, past and future preferences, ideas might come in, that's okay. But see if for an instant, for a moment, the knowing can be so simple that it's just recognizing, oh, this is what's happening. And now, Allow yourself to think whatever your mind wants to think. And see if you can gently, quietly, calmly practice instant recognition of thinking. Just for a moment, step away, turn around, look at thinking and recognize it simply without preferences, without judgments. That's kind of like saying, oh, this is thinking. Oh, this is how it is.
And as you're aware of thinking, there's a difference between thoughts and thinking. Thoughting is what the mind does. The mind produces thoughts. When the thoughts are strung together, there's always desire involved, some kind of desire. If desire is the, what sews together our thoughts. into thinking. Might it be possible to recognize a thought just as it arises before it's swept into a stream of thinking? And the clear recognition is not that of thinking, but rather thought. And in the wake of that recognition, seeing the thought just as a thought, is there a gravitational pull to make that into thinking, to be involved in it, to have preferences, to have further thoughts about your thought. All these things are things you can be mindful of. As you step back and look upon your thinking, your thoughting, when we practice mindfulness, it becomes less interesting to notice the content of your thoughts than it is to notice the activity of thinking. So for example, as you're thinking now, is your thinking calm and slow? Is it energetic, fast? Is it gentle or harsh? Is it at ease or is your thinking uneasy? Are there physical sensations connected to your thinking? Sensations of a furrowed brow? Tightness in the forehead and the temples? In the jaw? Is part of your body energetically activated as you think. Part of the process of thinking that's distinct from the content, is there an emotion connected to how you're thinking? 
Sometimes emotions are the factory for the thoughts. Anxiety can be the factory for planning. Resentment for reviewing. Desire for fantasy. If there's an emotion connected to your thinking, take a few moments to feel the emotion in your body. So if you find yourself thinking a lot, you don't have to just let go of your thoughts or fight your thoughts. You can actually very simply and kindly turn your attention around to be aware of thinking. Be aware of thoughting. To be aware of all the activities and processes that are part of thinking. Suspending for now the need to Be concerned with the content of your thoughts. It's like listening to someone who speaks a foreign language you don't know. You tune into the tone of voice and the gestures and the loudness and quietness of the voice all these other cues. So in the same way as you are mindful of yourself thinking, imagine you're listening to someone, imagine you don't understand the language, but you're paying attention to everything else in the ecology of thinking. And whatever is it you know that you're aware of. See if you can find that place where there's a kind of instant mindfulness. That is free of what it's being known, not caught in what is known. All it does is know it. with the mind floating from one thing that's known to the next thing that's known to the next thing that's known. No, no hurry. And if nothing else is compelling, you can return to your breathing floating on the sensations of breathing.
perhaps allowing awareness to follow the sensations that arise as they arise. As you inhale, there are new sensations that arise for a few moments. And other sensations arise, appear next and next. Let your awareness float, float along, following the lead of the sensations that arise. And if thinking becomes compelling or repetitive, turn your attention around to look for thinking directly. Maybe even noticing the arising of new thoughts one thought after another. Knowing the physical qualities of thinking, knowing the emotions of thinking, just knowing thought, Finding your freedom. That knows thoughts, but doesn't need to be involved in thinking. And when you're ready, beginning again with your breathing.
when you find yourself thinking, neither make it a problem, nor continue participating in it, actively or intentionally. Step away gently and know clearly thinking, thoughting, You can allow your thinking to continue, but then feel it more fully. Feel the physicality of it, the energetics of it, the emotionality of it. And tease apart the awareness of it from the thinking, just aware. And if it's easy enough, turn the volume down on your thinking. As you watch it, Think more quietly, maybe kindly.
What might it be like for mindfulness, awareness, to know what's happening and not be bothered by anything? You might be bothered, but maybe the knowing doesn't have to be bothered. You might have preferences, but you don't have to identify yourself with the knowing. The knowing can know free of your preferences, just knowing. And as I ring the bell to end the sitting, can you watch the new thoughts that arise? Just watch without jumping into them.
It's a wonderful skill to learn, to be mindful of thinking, to be aware of your thought processes. It can be a difficult thing to learn, partly because sometimes we're so completely identified with thinking, it's hard to imagine being separated from it. I am, therefore I think, I think, therefore I am. That we're so identified with thinking, it's like it's who we are. But in fact, thinking is just one component part, just one thing, the thoughts that arise, of one part of a much bigger whole. And it is actually possible for awareness knowing to simply know that's thinking, to see what we're thinking about, to know the process of thinking. And the more clarity we can have about this, the more we have new choices of what to do. It's possible to change what you're thinking about. Sometimes if my mind is too strongly absorbed in some thinking thought, some ideas, something, one of the things I've done is I continue thinking, but I change and I start thinking about instructions in meditation. And I basically give myself a guided meditation instruction. And that's sometimes a better use of my time than it is continuing to think about whatever I was thinking about. Sometimes when I know that I'm thinking clearly, I can feel the loudness of thinking. And sometimes it's possible to just simply turn down the volume. When that happens, sometimes in the I'm not as hooked into the thinking when the volume goes down. It doesn't predominate as much. The ability to watch and see ourselves thinking as we're thinking gives us the opportunity to see in new ways, to feel the energetics of it, the physicality of it, if thinking is strong, chances are there's some physicality, something we feel somewhere in our body, like the puppeteer is pulling a little string and the muscles tighten up a little bit or get activated. And sometimes if there's tension connected to thinking, It's helpful to relax the tension. If you have a tube of toothpaste with the lid off and you're squeezing it continuously, it's a full tube, the toothpaste will just keep coming out. If you don't want the paste to come out, you could just go there with your finger and just keep brushing it away, brushing it away as it comes out. But that's not gonna stop it from coming. The only thing that stops it is that you have to stop pre uh, squeezing the tube. Physical tension and pressure inside our bodies sometimes is the equivalent of that. And thoughts are the pace coming out. If you keep squeezing and have tension no matter how many times you let go of your thoughts, they'll just keep coming. So to be able to identify the tension in the body that's associated with thinking is, can help reduce the intensity of our involvement with them. When we're able to track and see that we're thinking enough 
we can also notice sometimes the emotions connected to it. And sometimes the emotions are the factory, the source for thinking. And so if you keep planning a lot, but if planning comes out of anxiety, you can let go of the plans forever, but the anxiety will, it's like squeezing the, the toothpaste and it'll just keep producing more thoughts. But to turn around and then do mindfulness of emotions, mindfulness of anxiety, then we're grounding ourselves in what's more basic, what's the source. It's almost like thinking is the messenger. Don't be too caught up in the messenger. Sometimes I think of thoughts as little signposts that are pointing here back saying, pay attention here. And what they're pointing to is the emotions or the physical tension. And it's fascinating that as meditation continues, there are times, especially on a retreat, where thoughts can go from being dense, strong, like the most real thing in the world, to becoming wispy and light, transparent, like just lighter than a cloud drifting by. The thoughts become very, very thin. It's a feeling they're so, so thin now. And what is this about thoughts that can go from being so dense and loud and to becoming quiet and thin? Chances are where the heavy ones, thick ones were involved in it. And the mindfulness of thinking, we can see that involvement. When they're wispy and thin, chances are we're not really involved. They're just floating by like clouds in an endless sky. So all this is to say that you don't have to remember everything I said or try to do it all in a busy way. But rather it's to say that even thinking can be an object of mindfulness. You don't have to get rid of it, just have to know it. And the direction we're going in this practice is a mindfulness that can be all inclusive. There's nothing out, there's nothing that we leave outside mindfulness, nothing which is not worthy of being mindful of. As soon as we have some idea that I'm supposed to be mindful only of this, but that I'm not supposed to be mindful of, then we've divided the world. For myself, I feel that awareness, mindfulness is sacred when nothing is excluded, when everything is allowed. Allowed in knowing, in awareness. It might be in, in the lived world, I have to say no to some things. But sitting and meditating, it's not so many things we have to say no to. But we don't have to, certainly don't have to say no with awareness, in the awareness. The awareness doesn't have to leave anything out. When everything has, everything is allowed to exist in awareness. Then it can feel like a sacred world or a sacred occasion. And the miracle of that is that nothing has to change. 
just nothing has to be gotten rid of or fixed. Rather, just something else to include in awareness. And finally, that little exercise for the instant mindfulness, that's an exercise to just help us discover and find our way to the simplest possible knowing, the simplest possible way of being aware. We're only aware, that place in our mind and our hearts, we're only aware without preferences for and against, desire or aversion, just knowing. And when we do have preferences, when we are for and against, when we have desires and aversions, remember to include everything means then without, then we know our preferences. We know this is a preference. This is being for and against. This is desire. This is aversion. We keep coming back, stepping back, stepping back, trying to find that place. Maybe that ledge in the waterfall where we can just peacefully know this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is agitation. This is not peaceful, but the knowing is peaceful. So I hope that these words have evoked some interest for you to explore for yourself, whatever you could understand of what I've been saying here. Don't worry about what you don't understand. But if some of it you understand, maybe it helps you now to see in a new way, to discover a new way of being, new way of knowing. peacefully, quietly, maybe even lovingly. And finally, this instructions I've been giving out twice about <clears throat> the speed of mindfulness. For today, if you like, you might try sometimes doing things at the speed probably means a slower speed than usual, but do, th do things at a speed where you, you're, where you don't get lost in thought, <clears throat> where you, your awareness of what's happening doesn't disappear because you're so involved in your thinking. You might still think, but part of you who clearly knows your thinking. If you go too fast, it's so easy to just kind of get carried, swept away by what you're doing and then into your thoughts. But what speed would you go? So you're always present. <clears throat> your presence and attention is not lost. And I certainly do hope that you enjoy this, these explorations, these discoveries, this way of finding a different way of being. <clears throat> May it help you be free. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.